for the first time in my life, the Holy Spirit shined His light upon the Word of God and, and let me understand it. That's what this is talking about. Now let's do it again. But the path of the just is as the, the shining light that shineth more and more under the perfect day. The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. Now, here the word of uh, the wise Solomon by inspiration of the Holy Spirit makes a vivid contrast between the paths of the just and the paths of the wicked. Notice from God's standpoint, there are only two classes of people in the world today, the just and the wicked. The just are those who are right with God. The wicked are those who are wrong with God. The saved and the lost, the believer and the unbeliever, children of God and children of wrath. Now the question is always, which class do we belong? Four things here very quickly. The just are in the minority. The wicked are in the majority. I can take you to a church right now, and there's hundreds going there right now at this very time. But they teach contrary to the Word of God. And I know people that have made the statement to me, well, they can't all be wrong. There's that many people going down there to that place. They can't be wrong. They must be right because the majority believes that they're right. Just because they're in the majority does not make them right. Now, because the Bible over and over again says the minority is the ones that's right. The just are in the minority. This is not just so today, it has always been so. You go back in the Bible, for 120 years, Noah preached and warned the wicked, and only eight souls got saved, according to 1 Peter 3 and verse 20. In wicked Sodom, only Lot and his two girls escaped. Three people were saved. Genesis chapter 19. Matthew 20, verse 16, So the last shall be first, and the first shall be last, and many be called, but few are chosen. In Luke chapter 13, verse 23 and 24, and then picking up from there, 22 through 28 verses, Then said one unto him, Lord, are there few that be saved? And he said unto them, Strive to enter in at the straight gate. For many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in and shall not be able. Christians are in the minority today. And the tragedy is the worldly crowd think that to be in among the majority must be right. It's easy to follow the crowd. I was talking, me and a friend of mine was talking one day and uh, talking about the traffic in Brandon. The traffic in Brown and Highway 60 in Bloomingdale, it's like a bunch of cows that just get in line. Amen? And they just follow one another. And that's the way people go in this world. Proverbs 14, verse 12. There is a way which seemeth right unto man, but in there are the ways of death. So the first thing I want you to see is the minority is the one that's right, and the majority is the one that's wrong. Secondly, the just are in the light, the wicked are in darkness. Proverbs 4, verse 18, 
but the path of the just is as a shining light. Now, this is the experience of every born a child a Christian. But, on the other hand, notice how solemn is the condition of those who knew not the Lord. Proverbs 4, verse 19. The way of the wicked is as darkness. They knew not what they stumble. And 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4 said, In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Now, the whole truth is that the, the word, the unsaved, the devil has got them blinded. You ever tried to talk to somebody in the Bible and tried to tell them about the Lord Jesus Christ? And I've had people literally tell me this. I just can't see it, preacher. I just cannot see it. I've read it and I've studied it and I just can't see it. You know why? The devil's got you blinded. And the only way to come to the truth of the gospel is is come by faith. I've realized something over the years in preaching and in personal experience. If you read something in the Bible and you believe it and do it, then God will open your eyes to new truths. But if you read something in the Bible and you say, I don't believe that. I just can't believe that. Like uh, uh, if the Bible says that uh, a whale swallowed a man and you said that's impossible. Then you'll stop right there. You can't go any further. That's unbelief. I, I told a person one day if God said that a guppy swallowed a man, I believe it. You know why? Because the next verse, uh, the next part of that verse says that God prepared the whale. See? That's what made the difference. If God took a little bitty minute and prepared that little minute to swallow a man, He could do it. If God says something, it's just true. That's all there to I don't have any trouble believing that. But yet, somebody said, how did they get all those animals on that ship, that boat? It, no, it, it weren't Noah. It was Adam. No, it weren't Adam. It was Noah. <laughs> Who got on the boat? Noah. <laughs> That's what I thought. Noah. Noah built, had built the ark. And it's a big controversy, even in today's time. How did all them animals get on that boat? I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've studied the dimensions of that boat. I've studied, I've studied the three stories of that boat. And I've studied all the, some of the animals. And I've thought about all the species of all the world. And they got in there on that little boat. And God fed them every one. Did He want them to get out? And I said, man, that sure looks impossible. But God said it. And I believe it. Not only that, but I believe God said you get two by two going in there. They didn't have to round them up like a bunch of cows. God just said, come on in. Amen. And everything went in that boat and got in the very stall that they were supposed to be in and the very place they were supposed to be in and God fed them just like the Bible said. I, I, I don't have trouble with that. And then God opens more faith to you. But if you say, I don't believe that, you stay right there. You're blinded. You can't see the truth. You act on the faith that God gives you. And it doesn't, somebody says, well, how much faith have I got to have? didn't say. It just says you've got to have faith. If God says something, just simply believe it. Now, the just are in the light, and the wicked are in darkness. Listen to these verses. 
Proverbs 4, verse 18. But the path of the just is as a shining light. Now, on the other hand, it says that the, uh, the way of the wicked is in darkness. They know not the way they stumble. And on and on the Scriptures go. The devil is keeping multitude in spiritual darkness. And the first thing that happens when we pass from the way of the wicked to the path of the just is the light of the gospel of Christ is shown into our hearts. In 1 Peter 2 verse 9, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praise of God who hath called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. Amen. God shined the light. God woke me up. God let me see the truth by the Holy Spirit, which is light. Thirdly, the path of the just gets brighter. The way of the wicked gets darker. Proverbs 4, verse 18. But the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more under the perfect day. You know what I like about being saved? It gets better every day. Amen. I'm serious. When I first got saved, I didn't know much about God. But the more I studied the Bible, and more I read, I was telling my wife this week, I said, you know, I've, I've been studying about going to heaven a lot lately. Just about what what is heaven really like? You know? I mean, I think about the streets of gold. I think of pearly gates. I think of the jewels and things that God says that heaven is likened to, how beautiful it must be. But I said, you know what? My little finite mind can't even comprehend what heaven's going to be like. Down here, heaven to me is a sweet wife with a sweet family and just a good life down here and eating good food and having a roof on my head and, and just things that down here and I think of what takes me to make me happy down here. And in heaven, the Bible says there'll be no marriage and giving in marriage. And there'll be none, a lot of things that's not going to be in heaven that we think is so important down here. And I wonder what it's going to be like. I don't know, but I know one thing is going to be better than this. Amen? And that's all that matters to me. And when you realize that, it gets brighter every day. Every time I read the Bible, I, I study something more about heaven. How much, what it's going to be like. Praising God. Did you know one of these days that we're going to be able to pick fruit that will, anything wrong with you, that will heal it? That's amazing to me. They on and on and on. They say given to me out of the Bible that it just gets brighter every day. I'm looking forward to it. Somebody said, Preacher, are you afraid to die? Not on your life. I'm ready. Amen. And I mean this. And every once in a while I just say, Lord, why don't you just take me on home? I'm ready to go. I mean it. But in the next few minutes I said, No, wait a while. I, just, I got some more things I want to do. I want to live as long as I can on this earth but when it comes my time I know some things are going to happen I really do absent body present Lord I mean it gets brighter and I think about this and I praise God the unsaved stumbles up notice what Proverbs 4 verse 19 the way of the wicked is as darkness they know not at what they stumble the unsaved stumbles through life hoping for the best 
but he has no real hope, no eternal hope of eternal life. God wants us to be like Proverbs, uh, Psalms 37, verse 23. Listen to this. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighted in his way. God guides us along life's pathway. The unsaved stumble from place to place, and from pleasure to heartache. The unsaved goes through life looking for pleasure in everything in the world except God. And you know what the Bible says about that? One heartache after another. After another. Looking for something to satisfy them. And all it is is one heartache after another. Not so to a Christian. Man, I stumble along in this world, but I know God takes care of me. He guides my footsteps and I stumble along and He picks me up. And I know it's going to be alright. I, I, I worry, I lay in bed and worry about everything in the world. And in the morning I get up and God says, you got a new day to go. Amen. And He's blessed me all day long. He, blessed me. he just keeps on blessing me. And it gets better all the time. Notice something else. The just have a glorious prospect. I want to show you something. Look at Revelation chapter 21 and look at verse 6 and verse 7. And He said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Amen. That's what I'm looking forward to. That's, that's what the Bible says for us. But I want you to look at verse 8 to the unsaved, but the fearful and unbelieving and the bombable and murderers and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake of which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Now, I don't know about you, but there's a great contrast there. Amen? I'm glad I'm not going there. I'm going where God's my Heavenly Father, and He takes care of me. The just are, are headed on to a perfect day according to 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 10. And John 10, 14, verses 1 through 3 tells us how we're going there. Jesus said, I am the way. Now listen to this. Proverbs 4, verse 19. The way of the wicked is as darkness. Matthew chapter 8, verse 12. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I praise God for Psalm 1. And I want you to read. I want you to just look, listen to it for just a minute. In Psalms 1, here's a contrast between two men. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scorn. But his delight is in the Lord of the Lord, and his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Here's the other man. The ungodly are not so, for like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous. But the way of the ungodly shall perish. 
I thank God that I'm in the minority. Amen? Jesus said, few there are going to enter in. Brawl is a way of destruction, but few. I don't run with the crowd. I run with God's people. I run with a few. Now, who's the smart one? Amen? Is it the one that's going after everything in the world? Who's the sissy here? Who's the nut? Who's the crazy person? It's the big crowd. It's the one that's running after everything in the world except God. And what I want to tell people, and you know, the devil has a way. Do you ever notice, I don't know if you experienced this or not, but I know I did. When I was sitting back in the back and, and the preacher preached the night I got saved, you know what the devil kept telling me? If you make a move, everybody's going to laugh at you. If you go forward, everybody's going to make fun of you. And they're going to be. And I found out that everybody in that building was so glad when I did come forward and get saved. But the old devil put in my mind, uh, you're in the minority. You're in that little group. Everybody's going to, they don't want you to come to God. They don't want you to be right. But I learned very quickly the minority is the one that loves the Lord. And God is still working. Amen. We get down to one or two, God is still there because He said, for one or two are gathered in my name, there I'll be also. That's a wonderful thought. Glad I'm saved, aren't you? Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name. I don't know why that you chose me. I pondered that every day of my life. But I do know why that you saved my soul. It was for Jesus' sake, not for mine. And I thank you so much for doing so. I've talked to so many great men, rich men, men in position, and they can't understand what I enjoy in this life with my Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord, for shining your light upon me and I live in light, not in darkness, pondering through this world, not knowing what it's all about, not worrying about how I'm going to make it tomorrow, because I know how I'm going to make it. You let me know in about the future. And I pray, dear God, that you'll give every child of God here today that peace of mind. You do all things well for yours. Bless us, we pray now, in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to give an invitation today. I feel like somebody needs to come to Christ. I don't know everybody. I know one thing. I have led a many a person to Christ that comes to church for years. And they didn't know the Lord Jesus Christ is a Savior. And if you're listening to these words, I don't forget to what page is that? Page three oh two? I can't hear you. 306. Not only am I getting old, but I can't hear either. Page 306. Listen to these words. I went over this with Mrs. Harden this morning about the invitation song. And I love the words to this song. Page 306. Sing it with me. Come if the Lord leads you. My Jesus, I love Thee. I know 
sing it like you mean it. Listen to the words of it. I love thee because thou hast first loved me and purchased my pardon on Calvary's tree. I love thee for where the thorns on thy brow. Ever I love thee, my Jesus. Now sing it last verse. In mansions of glory and endless delight. today than we ever have. Bless us as we go our way now. See us back safely. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Shake hands with somebody before you go, please.